I've been trying. So I've learned that I don't want, I don't actually like weddings. Yeah, same. Oh my God. I was waiting for someone to say it first. <laughs> I was like, I actually personally hate weddings. Like, I've been trying to decline anyone that where I'm like, eh, we aren't that close. Yeah. Why should I drop all this money I on your happy day? Well, no, I, I can send you a gift. That's perfectly fine. Oh, hi. Welcome to Getting Carried Away, the podcast inspired by everyone's favorite TV series, Sex in the City. Getting Carried Away is a podcast where women can tell their stories of love, relationships, sex, and everything in between free of judgment following each episode of the Sex in the City series. I'm your host, Jessica, a self-proclaimed diehard Sex in the City fan. Join me each week as a guest and I will watch an episode of Sex in the City and share our personal life experiences based on the content of that episode. My goal is to provide a safe, pro-opinion space for women to share their experiences, critiques, and feelings while connecting through our love of Sex in the City so we can all unleash our inner Carries, Mirandas, Samanthas, and Charlottes. Let's get carried away together. Hello, beautiful people of the world. Welcome back to Getting Carried Away. I'm your host, Jessica. I just wanted to take this moment to thank you all for following up this week for this new episode and giving me the time off last week to share the origins of Getting Carried Away and how this podcast came to be. So I am even more excited this week to share this episode where my guest Cindy and I discuss the concept of settling and why this can make or break any relationship. We also talk about the unfortunate reality of the pressures to settle down, no pun intended, and whether or not traditional practices like marriage should still be open options in relationships. So lots of good topics to talk about. I can't wait to share. So without further ado, let's get carried away. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone's having a fabulous day. I'm here with my guest, Cindy, again. How are Hi, you? Hi, everyone. I'm here again. It's me. <laughs> Welcome back. I know you love it so much that you came back for more. I did. It was yeah. fun. It was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad. So we are doing season one, episode nine of Sex in the City. And this episode is entitled The Turtle and the Hare. And I have to say, definitely like a lot of content to get through, a lot of really important things to highlight. And I think Cindy's like the perfect person to go through it with me. So brace yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so like the first thing we have to talk about is Brooke, who is, uh, yes, this amazing quote unquote perfect girl who only dates A-list guys. And I think Carrie went on and said like every single Saturday is like, you know, the bachelor. Yeah. Prom. Prom. Yeah. She said prom, but I'm thinking like, it's like bachelorette, like (laughs) super rich, super bougie. She just only goes out with like these investment bankers who make like millions of dollars. I mean, who lives a life like that? I don't know anyone that lives a life like that. Speaking of investment bankers, there used to be this blog about the, uh, that the girls that dated investment bankers, what they did, because these guys have no time for them. So, yeah. No, like, so, no time for the girls? For, no time for the girls. These guys, no, I, I used to, investment banking was something I was interested in. But then I realized how crazy it is to yeah, actually work it's, in it. Yeah, it's actually nuts. Like, it's, it's so insane. You're, you're kind of just working 24 hours because the market is open somewhere in the world. Yeah. So, uh, but this blog was about these girls and it's just hilarious <laughs> so like these girls who date these guys yes. and like their experiences with yes. them. oh my god so, spill so, <laughs> it was just hilarious because these guys have either no time for these girls or they're like cheating on them or there's always something and 
it's just hilarious because they're like, um, the vlog is just talking about how much they spend, what they do, and it's just... Wait, yeah. okay, important question. What is this blog? <laughs> I don't remember. That oh, my God. Years ago when I was uh, still in school and I was just trolling the internet. It's oh hilarious. Oh, my God. We need to find this blog and do, like, a follow-up, like, mini <laughs> or something and talk about this blog. I'm sure there's more than one actual one. You know what? I think there is. So we need to find these blogs and, like, totally drop drop mic on them. Like, <laughs> this is insane. I can't believe something like that even exists. That's amazing. Wow, girls, you do your thing. Continuing with Brooke, so she is one of these girls apparently who don't blog and dates these like crazy investment A-list guys and like makes millions of dollars. And then we find out 30 seconds into the episode that she is getting married. And Carrie's obviously dying to know. And I was actually really curious to know for like a second, like who who's the guy that she's marrying to? Like And Carrie basically explains that the guy that she chose is according to Brooke, more boring than exposed brick. Basically, the point is, Carrie's highlighting that Brooke chose the most boring guy out of this cr- amazing roster of dudes that she's been dating. And I guess, like, at this, like, textbook $100,000 wedding, my, like, I was actually looking at this wedding, I was like, there's no way this wedding costs $100,000. It was so ugly. I was like, like it can't be $100,000. Like, maybe, like, back in the 90s, it probably would have been. I don't know. What did you think? Like, did you think the, the wedding was beautiful? Well, no, but it's also just, like, five minutes of an episode of a show. So I know, but, like... Chances are they weren't going to spend $100,000. But, like, like, what would be the standard $100,000? Like, I mean, I've been to a few weddings, and, like, you can kind of tell yes. how much money the bride and groom have dropped or whoever family members they have dropped on this wedding. So I'm like, looking at this wedding, I'm just, there's no way this is a $100,000 wedding. Like, I mean, I can tell from like a $20,000 wedding to like a $70,000 wedding, like that gap. But this is also five minutes long. I know. But like, let's forget about that. Let's let's pretend, (laughs) let's pretend we're invited to this wedding and like we actually have to judge how much money this couple had spent. Would you say that they dropped a hundred grand? But we also didn't get to see the actual ceremony, so we didn't see how much, how, yes. like the, if there were fresh flowers. Flowers are very expensive. That is true. Or the cake, or any of the food that they had. Uh, fine. Sorry. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, but like halfway through the wedding, like even Carrie said that they were bored. I'm like, a hundred thousand well, dollar wedding can't be boring. Well, they're the they're at the really awkward singles table. Oh, that of is course true. It's boring. Yeah. Okay. Personal question: What's the nicest wedding you've ever been to? Where was it? Was it in Toronto? Hawaii. My friend got married in Hawaii. Oh my god. It, um, it was off the beach, and there were the the ocean was there there were mountains it was sun setting it was gorgeous oh my gosh did you have a luau no we didn't um i heard those are fun i mm, i did go to one but it felt really touristy so maybe oh. i just need to go to one that was more authentic and local um, local yes yeah. definitely but no that wedding was gorgeous oh my she God. was she was beautiful the dress was something i i would love that dress mm-hmm. um there were beautiful flowers i just really liked that one the ceremony was by the beach, outside. So, gorgeous. how much money do you think they dropped on that wedding? <laughs> a lot more than she wanted to spend. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past her. But I'm impressed, actually. Like, honestly, like, I feel like overseas weddings are so much more glam. Sorry, Canada. But, like, we just, we just don't got it. Well, they have, well Hawaii just has, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, so. no kidding. You're, like, in a postcard. 
it was like a postcard. Yeah, you're like she got to see some of her wedding pictures, and she's like, "This doesn't feel real." Oh, that's so cute! Oh my gosh, winning. (laughs) Okay, so were you with the date at this wedding? No, no. Did you get seated at the singles table or like some awkward kiddie table? I got seated with all the rest of the friends. The friend so, table. The friend table. Like, of the of the bride? Of the bride and groom. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's that's cool. Yeah. Or at least she actually put some thought into her seating arrangement. Well, I also, we, so we traveled together. Uh, so okay. the, uh, all the bride's friends and the groom's friends, we were kind of, we went on excursions together just mm-hmm. before the, the wedding. So we kind of got to know each other. So it was just really one big party. It wasn't really that table or that table. Yeah. You know what? I feel like I've been... And like weird seating arrangements for weddings if I wasn't close with the bride and groom. I've been trying. So I've learned that I don't want, I don't actually like weddings. Yeah, same. Oh my God. I was waiting for someone to say it first. <laughs> I was like, I actually personally hate weddings. Like I've been trying to decline anyone that where I'm like, eh, we aren't that close. Yeah. Why should I drop all this money I on don't... your happy day? Well, no, I've, I can send you a gift. That's perfectly fine. Oh, I no. actually <laughs> don't want to sit through your whole wedding that's i have better things to do not to not to take away from your wedding but i'm just we're just not that close yeah see that's a really politically correct way of saying it i'm just gonna say it like it is stop forcing your fucking happiness down my throat (laughs) and asking me to spend all this money on your happy day because i just don't care (laughs) but anyway continue with the episode as we get introduced to the singles table we we meet bernie turtle top I guess the girls are calling him. Yeah, but something with a turtle. (laughs) And he is an investment banker that's known for good investment and bad breath. Okay, deal breaker number one is definitely bad breath on a man. Like, I mean, can you imagine kissing someone with bad breath? That's awful. I I can't. Yeah. That is awful. That's like a really, like, like, even as a friend, like, if I had a girlfriend who was like, had bad, bad breath, I'd be like, girl, get that shit in check. Peppermint here. (laughs) Embarrassing story. Oh, drop it. Actually, it's, it was both embarrassing and infuriating. So I was dating this guy, and he didn't have the guts to tell me that I had bad breath that day. So like, may, I, sometimes when you don't talk to anyone for the whole day... Yeah, you know, your mouth gets dry, yeah, and, so like, and that, that happens had to happened, everyone. That had happened to me that day. And instead of telling me that my breath wasn't the greatest, you know what he did? What did he do? He went and bought a pack of gum, and then he's like slowly slid it across the table. Oh my god, bro! And I was like, Whoa, this not only—that's so, like shade. Like it's so like not it's only like, was I embarrassed, but I was infuriated because he didn't have the nerve to tell me. Just like full up, we were dating. This was dating for a while. Yeah, too. honestly, he could have actually spun it into a really cute joke, but like, but uh, yes, yes, you could have. But why not just? Tell just me. say it. Yeah, like, dude. Oh my god. Like, I could just imagine that, like, that table slide of gum, like, shade. Like, if there was, like, if there was, like, a sound effect that had to go with it, be like, shade. <laughs> <laughs> like, coming your way. <laughs> Catch uh, it. <laughs> oh my god, that was so awful. It was awful. I was so upset. Wait, how long were you dating this guy? I think it was oh, total or at that point. At that point. Or total even. Both. I think we we dated for a total of two and a half years. At that point, I think it was about a yearish in. Oh my gosh! Okay, you are more than comfortable at that point to be able to come straight and say your breath stinks. 
I think. I I would hope so. Yeah, I think I, I would want that. Like, a year into the relationship. Like, I mean, maybe two or three months would be, like, a little bit sensitive. But, like... I mean, okay. Yes, that, yeah. That's my anecdote. That that man, I'm so glad you're over him. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet Bernie Turtletop and Bad Breath. And moving on with Brooke. So we close off the wedding. And I think Brooke kind of like hugs all of the girls, except for Samantha. And basically gives them like a little earful of like, secret telling like she tells charlotte that oh she's got her husband's got lost lots of friends that she could hook her up with and then she goes and hugs carrie and says probably one of the weirdest things i've ever heard i've heard this before but like at a wedding okay maybe not in the same way that it was imparted but i've heard this before like and okay so let me tell you what what she says brooke basically drops a little message that says it's always better to marry someone who loves you more than you love them I mean, like, I don't even know how to respond to that because I'm just like, okay, what was your experience when someone told you that? I've actually been told this several times by different people. Was it something that you asked for or they just, they just dropped it on you like uh, it was some kind of advice? I know for, there was one conversation where I did ask. So my question was, my friend was getting married. Was she getting married? <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember. So the context was basically I asked her, how does she know that this is the guy she wants? How does she know that this is the one? Oh, wow. And then, and then she drops that. So, so no, no, no. So it wasn't so much in those words, but more along the lines of she said something that she wasn't going to find someone that was going to treat her better. Oh, my God. That is like such a perfect story for what we're going to talk about in this episode, though. <laughs> Like, what? Oh, my gosh. She is the real-life character of Brooke right now. But to be honest, I disagree with that. You disagree with what? This theory? Like, no, 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 what she said. So okay. she said that, but I think he is more than just what she said. In your eyes? Not In my eyes. Okay. I, I, I see the relationship, and the relationship is great. I think it's more one... It's not one-sided. Okay. They, so, have, they okay. love different ways, but I don't think it's one-sided. Okay, so it's it's it is balanced. Yeah, you see it. I think it's balanced. Okay, but in but for some reason she said that, and obviously she doesn't feel that way. I think she does feel that way, but I think it's more than just that. Okay, I don't know. Like I like I feel like I've never but, had anyone say that to really? me. Really? No. I, the, there's been two girls that have said that to me. Oh my goodness. Where they are with the guy that they're with. Because there won't be someone else that will treat them better. That really breaks my heart, though. It's like... <laughs> it is. It's it's both sad and... Real. Very real. It is. But at the same time, is that what we're all just looking for? Someone that will treat you well? I think so. Like, I think I'd want to find someone that would treat me well and, like, make me laugh. And ultimately, make me want to be a better person every day. If that makes sense. Like, but that's different from treating you well. Making you a better person is what they bring out in you. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I feel like I need those three things in order to justify that one thing. What's the one? Oh, that. Like, that they treat me well. Because uh, part of treating me well is to be able to, you know, influence me and bring out that good person that's in me. I don't know. Like, I, I just it just sounds like all these girls are actually settling, which we will talk about and highlight in the later... <laughs> episode but wait okay let's move on but like keep that in mind we'll talk about it more in depth but like because there's some really important things that we're going to highlight right now so next thing we jump into carrie's apartment and she has a conversation with big on the phone and she asks big a very important question why do people get married if they're not in love 
And I honestly wonder the same thing <laughs> because I have divorced parents mm-hmm. and like personally, like I, I don't even remember them ever like being in a, this is going to sound really sad, but like I've never actually remember them being in a place where they were madly in love with each other. Like, I feel like the moment I was born, I only remember them, like, hating each other's guts. And then, like, recently they just finally said it's over and, like, they're divorced. But what were you going to say? Do you think that marriage needs love? I think so. Like, to be with someone else forever and ever. So-called forever and ever, whatever that means. (laughs) So, but I think that the love that you have at the beginning isn't the same love that goes on. But then love changes, but that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be no love. Yes, no, no, I do think that there should be love. Love. There should be some kind of emotion that is similar to love yeah, so in a relationship, yeah, so in so the marriage. With, like, even, like, respect would be a good one, well, <laughs> apart from love. In a longevity of a good, happy marriage. But the thing is that how we picture marriage now is also not the same as how it actually used to be or... Even, like, less than 100 years ago, it wasn't like this. Yeah, I can see people settling a lot more back then. (laughs) Well, I don't think it's settling either, because before it would be more of an economical act, right? Where you you kind of, you need someone else in order to start a family because it was economically better. Guys, that means settling. (laughs) Fine! (laughs) Fine. That, to me, is settling, but just in more money-wise ways. Well, no, but now like, you have yeah. options, so it's different. I think that times have changed. Oh, for sure, times have definitely changed, and it's redefined what, how, what, and how we come to think of marriage. Yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like if my parents met each other like today, now, and like they dated for ten years, I don't think they would actually decide to get married. I think there would be like hearing the stories of my parents. Like, I feel like at a certain point there were red flags that were present early on that mm-hmm. they wouldn't have gone through with the marriage. I love you, mom and dad, but seriously, get your fucking shit together. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where kind of like Carrie asks about, well, she doesn't actually ask. Like Big basically just drops the fact that he doesn't want to ever get married again. Mm-hmm. And as a woman, I feel like that's kind of a big deal when a man actually openly says, I never want to get married. But he has gotten married like, yeah, before. Yeah, I know. And, and I, he just doesn't want to do it again. I totally understand that. But I feel like when he flat out says, I don't want to do it anymore, I feel like it's just so one-sided. Especially knowing that he's like in a, in a relationship with Carrie. Like they've already established their monogamy earlier in the season. And then he flat out says, it's not an option. I'm not going to get married. Just closing off that door. I feel like... He hasn't even really discussed it with Carrie, and then he just says, I'm not doing it. I feel like there are lots of women out there that would probably agree and say that they'd still, even if they don't go through with a marriage, they'd still want to discuss it and have the option available if they ever, 10 years down the line, if they want to change their mind about something. I don't know, but at the same time, I like that he says it, and he says he's kind of kind of setting up expectations. Because, for example, say, I don't want children. I want to say that very early on in a relationship because mm-hmm. I don't want to be 10 years into this relationship and then he realizes, oh my God, she doesn't want children. But I do. The children topic is like, let's talk about marriage first before we talk <laughs> about children. Because it's like, for me, like in order to have children, you have to get married. Like that's just, that's like my terms, like personally. Because like, I just don't see the point in having children and not getting married. Like even if it's, we don't even have to make it a big thing. It could just be like a... 
like a go down to City Hall and sign that shit. Just get it over with. Just so we have something to prove that we're together and we share these children. Because, like, what if, like, what if something bad happens? And then, like, you guys, we, like, don't fall in love anymore. Like, we hate each other. And then we have to figure out who gets who, who gets what. You know, like, the, not everyone has the luxury of having prenups. I'm like, right? I don't know. I just feel like for me, like, for me, like, marriage is also not just, like, a committal thing. It's also, like, a protective thing. That there's, like, legalities surrounding... I, th- I think that's what a will is for. <laughs> okay, nobody's dying. Oh, my God. That, okay, things just got really dark <laughs> real fast, guys. I was not expecting that. Just, like, Cindy just dropped that on me. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. No, that's true. That is true, yes. <coughs> that, that is what a will is for, but knock on wood. Like, bad things don't happen like that. But, all right, so... moving on so this is where Carrie I guess like gets together with the other girls and basically drops this whole thing about Big not wanting to get married and none of them and I mean none of them are surprised (laughs) maybe like maybe maybe Charlotte a little bit but no none of them are ever surprised and like these are basically what the girls say Charlotte was saying that you can't be with someone for five years and have nothing to show for it. Like, I think it's a big deal. And then Samantha saying, you should act like that you don't care. So he'll <laughs> wonder why you don't care, which will make him realize that he actually cares and actually wants to get married. So a lot of, like, psycho babble there, which I think is crazy. And this is kind of, like, where they go back and forth between the girls about whether or not Carrie should address this. In your opinion, do you think Carrie should address this? Because, like, she obviously is getting into a mindset where she feels like she should still have the option. For Carrie, yes, she has to address it because she does want it. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. If she didn't want it, then it doesn't matter. And I actually disagree with Charlotte. If you date for five years, so so that means that the idea of dating has to have the end goal of getting married. But I I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, like, personally, like... Yes, I want the option open and available, but whether or not we go through with it, like, that's another conversation, obviously, or it doesn't even have to be a conversation. It doesn't even have to happen. It's just that I feel like a relationship should be open. Like, you shouldn't close off any doors because anything can happen. Like, oh, I don't want children today. I might want children next week. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I feel like there could be things that would change is what I'm saying. Like, I feel like you should never close off a door, but... I also really like Samantha, who says, like, just act like you don't care, so I wonder why you don't care, and I'm just like, I don't know, Samantha just kind of drops these really cool, like, psycholingo stuff, and I'm just kind of like, I respect you, I respect the way you, you move, it's like, don't address it, you know, and Miranda's basically, you know, takes on a whole nother angle, and basically says, men are going to go obsolete, <laughs> which is like the trailway into the next question, but... Have you ever had to ultimatum a man into commitment? No, because if if he doesn't want it because he actually wants to be with me, I don't want it then. Yeah. It's not worth it. At that point, it's not worth it. The thing is, like, I've seen women, like, on reality TV shows. I know that that's not, like, a really good way of, like, <laughs> you know, referencing anything. But I've seen, like, women on TV shows where they're like, I'm going to give you six months and you better propose. Oh, I've seen that in yeah, real life. I've in real life. Oh, in real life? No, okay, not not directly, but more like friends um, of friends. They th- these girls want to be engaged or like married at a certain point in life, and they will tell their boyfriends this. 
And what do their boyfriends do? Do they actually follow up? Or do well, they, they, just... got, they have a ring. They got a rock after. Oh, damn. So. What is it with guys that do that? Like, is it like a fear thing where they're... I don't know. Do I like, don't know. Because, like, I feel like if a guy were to ultimatum us, I feel like we'd run the other way. <laughs> we'd be like, bye. Like, you want to ultimatum me? Later. But then, and then, like, these guys actually, like, do it. Well, maybe they just need that push. I have no... To be honest, I have no idea. Mm. I've just been... I've. It's kind of like hearing third hand, this is what happened. Uh, okay. So, okay. I'd actually really like to know what these guys think when women ultimatum them into things like that. Maybe they just need that push. Maybe they do. Maybe, like, these women are actually just smarter than them, and they're like, this guy just needs me to kick him in the balls to, like, get shit moving, so hence the kick in the balls. <laughs> I don't know. We have to find more women to talk to about this. <laughs> I want to actually focus on Miranda for a second, because she talks about how, like I said before, that men are obsolete, and that she shouldn't worry about what Big is saying. Because we have our own way of getting off, which is basically a trail into Samantha's comment that someone's found their first vibrator. And Miranda corrects her and says, not first, the ultimate. Okay, personal question. I don't have one. I love how you know that I'm going to ask that. Well, that's where it's going to lead. <laughs> Wait, but you really don't have one? I don't have one. I've never used one. I have no idea how they... Okay, I have an idea of how they work, but I've never... Yeah, I was going to say, you don't know how they work? I don't know how... I don't know how I would react to it or whatever. I don't know. I don't have one. Are you interested in trying one? Yes and no. What's yes and what? what what's no? Yes, because it's something I've never done before. No, because it's just... I'm too lazy. <laughs> But that's why you have the th- the vibrators, because you're too lazy, and, like, you have it to assist you. Yes, but I have a boyfriend for this. Okay. <laughs> like, drop the boyfriend card and be like, I don't need this. Okay, fine. But, okay, so everyone, I, I do have one. But just so you know, I don't have those, like, crazy $200 monstrosities that you get from the stag shop. Like, but this is why I'm so... Those are scary I, as fuck. That's why my there's a yes, because it's interesting there's so many weird things out there but it's, you like, know what's really amazing though that like female vibrators actually win design awards like that's yes. what i think is yes. amazing like i think that's so cool <laughs> but yeah no they're like so expensive they're such a huge investment i can't i can't possibly no so <laughs> yeah so just to kind of like get really personal i do have one and it is just like a tiny little bullet version it's not a monstrosity gets me through the day <laughs> like not even through the day sorry it just gets the day started okay so more importantly this is where we get introduced to the ultimate vibrator aka the rabbit actually it's, it's actually more appropriately called the rabbit pearl i saw it on the package when oh. i saw the show yeah and like it's so cool because apparently it has pearls in it that i guess gives it extra oh, sensation at the very bottom i yeah. was wondering about that yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and like the rabbit and the pearl but anyway i have never dealt with pearls before so i have no idea how that helps if you guys have any experience feel free to share and this is where miranda makes these really kind of like hilarious jokes where she's like i know where my next orgasm is coming from who else can say otherwise and they all go silent like that's like the best part how like even samantha doesn't even know where her next orgasm is coming so as we move along, after their, I guess, like, dinner, Samantha runs off and goes meets a guy, 
and they go vibrator shopping. And this is where I want to highlight for one second that Charlotte is totally against vibrators. Like, Mm -hmm. she doesn't believe in them at all, and she thinks they're not, they don't send you flowers or cards, you can't take them home to meet your mother. I'm just like, okay, that that is, like, she totally missed the point with the whole vibrator (laughs) thing, I think. She's so funny there. And then they go and purchase this vibrator, and I just want to highlight that this thing costs $92, (laughs) which is, like, so cheap. I guess, like, in current United States dollars, it might be a lot compared to Canadian dollars. But not just that. In 1990? Yeah, like, that's true. Or whenever the show was up. Yeah, like, probably with inflation, it's probably $200 by now. <laughs> but, like, I mean, just, just highlighting that it's under $100, I think it's pretty decent. So we'll get to talk more about this lovely rabbit later on. But we want to skip over to Samantha, who left the girls to meet a guy named Jared, who she met, like, in the wedding. And he claims, like, oh, he's the kind of guy that when he sees something he likes, he goes after it. I, You know what? Guys like that always, like, scare the shit out of me because I'm just like, that means you have, like, like ADD. Like, type A. They're type A. They're type A, but, like, type ADD. Like, <laughs> no, but to go after something that you want, that is more of a type A personality where you're kind of take charge. I want to do this. That's more type A. For sure. ADD is more when you're, like, you can't focus on one thing. So this is where I want to highlight why he can't focus on one thing. Because he immediately ditches Samantha for another woman. Okay, this guy's just a horned dog. <laughs> There's a difference between type A and a horned dog. That's true. That's true. When you're working and you're type A, that's amazing. That's a really wonderful, wonderful work ethic. After Samantha finds out that Jared is a fucking asshole, she runs into Turtle. And he compliments Samantha. And she sits down and has dinner with him. And... This is where Samantha does the amazing thing and mentions his breath. (laughs) And, like, okay, he says that he took these Chinese herbs to help him, like, with longevity. And I'm just like, what the fuck kind of herbs are you taking? Because, like, I don't know. Do you have any experience with, like, taking Chinese herbs? I take them when I am sick. I don't get bad breath. I don't know what he's... Yeah, same. I Like, I feel like he might be cheated right now. Like, I feel like I feel like he's getting lied to. (laughs) This is where Samantha actually finds that Turtle is actually kind of impressive. Like, he he has some jokes. Like, he's a funny guy. And Samantha, I guess, like, goes home and talks on the phone with Carrie and basically says that Turtle is a little fixer-upper <laughs> and that once he gets his breath under control, he could maybe blossom into the man that Samantha dreams for him to be. I don't know. I think the whole thing is, like, such a far reach. Like, when she said that, I was like, you actually think that there's a possibility for you to like this guy, Sam? No. Right? I mean, like, I feel like this is where I get into this crazy mode where I'm like, there is no way if you have to, like, fix a guy for you to fall in love with him. I think there's something so wrong with that. Some girls see potential, though. Really? So, if, say... Okay, for example, if say you got if they are younger, like in their early twenties, and he is on the cusp of either uh, inventing something, going big, one of those things, she sees potential. Like he's like an entrepreneur or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some girls will stick around and do that. Like, like, make- like, um, they uh, how the magazines called Kate Middleton, Kate, Wady Katie, because she was waiting. Right? Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's like that, that, that type of thing. Although in Sam's case, she wants to actually fix him. 
some girls do have that mentality where they either fix him, uh, wait for him, something like that. Jesus, these are some patient, hardworking ass women. Like, are you guys CEOs of companies by chance? Like, that's insane. She's a princess. Holy shit, that's even more impressive. <laughs> I never thought princesses would work like that at all, ever. My God, really? She married a prince. She becomes a princess. She's a duchess now. Oh, you're talking about Kate. I yeah. thought you were talking about like just any other woman. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking about Kate. any other woman. I'm just like, are you guys like CEOs of companies by chance? <laughs> no, they're married to the CEO. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Like, I guess like they had to mold them into CEO material. They were the support, I guess. I guess. They're the cheerleaders. Damn, girl. Got it in you. <laughs> so just moving on, Carrie, I guess, like makes a comment about how like she doesn't see Samantha being able to fall for Turtle. But then she's also kind of ridiculing herself and maybe even Miranda because she's like saying that Miranda's having a meaningful relationship with a vibrator and Carrie's dating a man who doesn't want to get married. This is kind of where Carrie gets back to her laptop and says, in a city of great expectations, is it time to settle for what you can get? That is like the most important question that needs to be addressed right now. <laughs> Settling. Any thoughts? Have you felt like you needed to settle at any point in life? So the last relationship that was, I guess, long-term serious was settling. It was it was um, accumulation of my parents telling me, oh, no one's gonna, like, why are you single for so long? Why are you still, Aww. like, all that stuff. <laughs> my friends were worried. They were all like, why haven't you dated? Why aren't you dating? All of this stuff. So when the first guy that came along, that was kind of okay. The first guy that came along, oh my God. Kind of okay. <laughs> so um, we them so, up. So it was settling. That was settling. And it was after a couple years, I couldn't do it. it was this When I realized, so what hit me was that if we ever had kids, I would be the one to have to give up my career. Oh, okay. And that couldn't happen, obviously. That wasn't I, I thought I think it's unfair I think it's unfair why too. should I be the one to have to give that up wait did you guys have a conversation about this and he was like this we didn't have line. so it wasn't we didn't have a full-out actual conversation but it's the things that he does that I, I for me actions speak louder than words so for example he snowboards I do not I am completely uncoordinated klutzy as as anything so we went snowboarding that Christmas that uh, winter break and he left me on the hill. <gasps> that motherfucker! He just ditched you? He just he ditched me, and he's like, you know, you should just walk back up and take the, the lift down. It'll be faster. This was in Montreal. And do you know those those greens? Yeah. They, they go on forever. Of course. So it took me the whole day to get down, and I did by myself. So it's it's like, it's those... Please tell me you broke up with him, like, right then and there I at the didn't. bottom of the hill. I didn't. Oh, my God. How long, how long after were you guys together after? A couple years. Oh my god! So that's what I mean. Like it's settling, and yeah. I knew, I knew I was settling at that point. Okay. And then after, after a couple of years, and, and and when things, you get to a point where you kind of have to assess: do you, do you, it's either do you get married or do you break up? Yeah. So I was at that point, and I realized I did not want to get married this to this guy because it was just it would be I would have to give up everything. And furthermore, what I actually I'm sorry, this might be like a ranting session. <laughs> no, rant away. <laughs> Go for it. Um, so I'm an accountant, and he is an engineer, and he always had the mentality of, oh, you're just an, an accountant. Anyone can do your job. That motherfucker. And and the worst part. Sorry. Side note. What the hell is up with engineers and their egos? Continue. And and <laughs> the thing is that 
I make more than I made more than him. Oh my god! And he would still have that that like that attitude. Yeah, that big man attitude. And oh. it, all, it always bothered me. And I tried to talk to him about it. And you know what he'd say? He'd just brush it off. He'd be like, no, nah, doesn't matter. I'm entitled to feel like a dick. <laughs> That's what he thinks. What but it's just, it's just those things, and I knew I was selling. So then I realized my opinion on it is that it's not worth it. It's right. It's not worth it. I agree. I totally 100% agree. Like, I've actually been in a situation with, like, an ex-boyfriend where I was kind of, kind of in Samantha's relationship with Turtle. Not that, not that Samantha's in a relationship with Turtle or ever was. Where I was kind of, like, trying to force myself to put on a pair of rose-colored glasses to see this man. Oh. You know, like... Better than he, how he was. Yeah, like, I was trying to, like, embrace his flaws and ignore Um. them and be like, no, I can work with this. I can... I can I can make this relationship work. No, it doesn't fucking work. Like it's it just like it's like those feelings in your head where like or in your heart even where you know on somewhere like inside that like this isn't gonna work out. Like why are you even? But then it's like you wanna you want to make it work, but it's like it's ultimately not going to. It's kind of like wanting marriage more than you actually want. Yeah, or like so you want the rock, and but you don't actually want all the things that go with it. Exactly. Like it was more about. For me, I think it wasn't about the ring or anything. It wasn't like I wanted to marry this guy. That's probably the other thing that I knew that I didn't want to marry him. <laughs> that was definitely the one thing. But if I were to say, like, it was probably more the comfort of his company that really kind of, like... You just didn't want to be alone. Exactly. Like, it was, like, it was a very vulnerable time in my life at that... At that yeah. Like, I was, like, just getting into university. So, like, everything was new. And, like, I just had broken up with another guy before. And I was just kind of, like, I just... What a friend. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just sad woman days. But anyway, like, yeah, it was just really nice to kind of have someone there by your side. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was there for, like, a few months. And ultimately, I was like, no, this isn't really working. Like, it, it, it didn't take me long to realize that. Like, it was probably a fling for me. But he was obviously in it for the long haul. But I, I thought I was in for it for the long haul. But I actually wasn't. And then I broke it off, I think, like, three months into it. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. It's so much like, better than spending years. Exactly. So, like, I like I think, like, once school started and, like, I got used to... St- and this is going to sound really bad. Like, I'm going to sound like a total asshole. But, like, once school started and, like, things started picking up and, like, I started getting comfortable with, like, the new environment, I was like, there's a whole another world out here that's, like, fucking awesome. Why am I with <laughs> you? I'm so sorry I know that sounds really bad but it's the truth and it was just one of those things where I gotta I gotta walk away from this like I gotta I gotta just keep living my life and you know if he was if he was a good person he would you know be happy for me and obviously like that breakup was awful so needless to say it wasn't a good breakup but had to happen definitely learned some lessons there life lessons but moving on so Great story, by the way. I love, I love how you got into a rant. Just, Cindy, I love you. <laughs> so we go back and um, Carrie's meeting with Brooke, and she is in the business of marriage. Like, she is full on returning these ugly-ass gifts by her husband's friends. Total shadiness. And <laughs> Carrie basically asks Brooke, like, indirectly, trying to kind of, like, poke at her, trying to get her to elaborate on what the hell she was saying to her in her, in her ear during her wedding. But Brooke, like, really kind of... I think she dodges the question. And I also feel like it was also like Carrie not being clear. So I guess like it was just kind of a miscommunication on both parts. But Brooke said that a huge weight has been lifted since she's married now. And Carrie basically wants her to 
like answer like is is this a good thing and this is like where I'm like wondering Jesus Brooke like you had all these wonderful bachelors at your beck and call and you had this huge weight on your chest about getting married so this is like where my question is do you have any kind of like outside voices oh yes definitely to get married oh my god me too parents parents for sure and like I feel like it's even more loud and in your face when you're a woman Oh, yeah. Right? Because you have the biological clock ticking. Yeah, I know. Like, you only have so many viable eggs left by the time you're 30. <laughs> like, you have a shot. You're killing, like, half a million right there. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's, like, so bad. And, like, for real, like, it honestly sounds like once you turn 30, and you said you just turned 30, too. I did. Oh, my God. Have uh, your parents been even louder? Like, have they been on, like... Oh, my 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 strategy is just not to be home. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, because don't you live with your parents? I do. Yeah, so you just like, you just stay with your boyfriend? No, I'm just always busy. <laughs> oh, with what? <laughs> um, classes. I take a lot of classes. I do a lot of volunteering. Yes, yes. Cindy, so Cindy I'm is just like, not home. Cindy's like fucking Wonder Woman. She's amazing like that. <laughs> no, that's really cool. But yeah, no, I think that's really smart. But on the note of that, I know that in Asian societies especially, like, for example, uh, Japan, if you are 35 and unmarried, it's very hard to actually work, find finding a job. Like, if you're not the, already employed, if you're not already, but even if you're employed, they look down on you. It's actually very, very, very like difficult. for women, for women. Oh, my God. For women, it's actually difficult to find employment. It's difficult to um, not have astigmatism, not astigmatism, uh, that's no, that, no, that is stigma. Yeah. That's like stigma for sure. when you're at work and you're unmarried and you're 35, it's the, the, the golden age is 35. That cutoff age. It's not 30. It's 35. Oh in, my like God. for example, in Japan, um, I know in China, they definitely, they have you. leftover women. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so awful. But the thing about it in China that I find particularly, it, it's a dichotomy because, um, because of that one child rule, they favored boys. And so because of that, there's a shortage of girls to be married off. So it's just interesting that they would still shame these women, but you have all these men that are just can't yeah. find brides. Yeah, because... But it's just such an interesting dichotomy between the two. It's uh, Yeah, I totally blame men. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the Chinese government and oh, tradition. For sure. Oh, for sure. Tradition definitely is a killer. I just It's just so sad. Like, I love how, like you know, we live in Canada and, like, we're watching shows like Sex in the City. And yet, these are modern, successful, hardworking women and they're still feeling weights of, like, the voices, these evil voices of why aren't you married? You know, like, these expectations of being married at a certain age. And, like, it's just kind of, like, sad, I think. That's the other thing where I I wonder if a lot of my friends are getting married because of that. Oh, and then you find that maybe they're settling because of that? Yeah, I'm wondering. Oh my god, you should go talk to your friends. Let me know. No, that, that's not. That's just, that's a bad can of worms to open. Okay, that is true. But like, if you do end up opening a can of worms, please tell me. Like, <laughs> let me know. I dive in on that can right away. Cause I, you can ask your friends. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually not very close with a lot of my friends that are married. Thank god. That's what happens, though, once you get married. You kind of, you have like your married friends. 
and your unmarried friends. Exactly. It's and it's interesting how na- you hear about it happening from other people, mm-hmm. and then it happens to you. Yeah, let's like jump over that and like <laughs> continue on because that's like that's a scary topic to talk about right now. As they're shopping or like returning stuff, they're walking down the street, Carrie and Brooke, and they run into Sam and the turtle, and. Brooke comments that Sam's a smart girl and she seems happy. And it's like a really kind of like ambiguous tone as well. Like I feel like she's kind of like... It's a little snide. Yeah, a little bit, right? Like it's a little bit condescending and it's a little bit like kind of are you actually saying this as a compliment? Like because it just sounded really kind of, I don't know, weird. But like this is kind of where she kind of calls out in a way that Sam is taking advantage of Turtle's situation. Like he's obviously a good guy. Like, he's obviously a sweet, good, kind-hearted guy, but he doesn't look good. He's really bad breath. Like, he has all <laughs> these things that aren't that great about him, but Sam's trying to mold him into better because he's wearing, like, helmet lang, he's going for a facial, and I guess, like, this is where Brooke is, like, commenting on how she's making an effort to make the best of the situation. Mm-hmm. And Carrie's, like, basically asking, is everyone settling? And I'm just like, oh my god, way to call that out. Because I'm like, yeah, like, is everyone settling at this point? I actually don't know. So when I was dating the guy, I, I did, it did, I did, I do understand what Brooke means by a weight is lifted. You no right. longer have that pressure from your, for me, it was from my parents. Because you're with someone. Yeah. Yeah. So it, sound, it seemed, and, and it seems like you're on this right track, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm in a relationship now. Marriage is coming. Just Eventually. Eventually. Just stop fucking asking me, okay? You'll know when I know. But I found a different pressure as time went on because you oh. realize that you are selling, that this isn't what you want, that this isn't... Eventually, if we have... If I did end up marrying him, I think I would have divorced him. There was no way... Like, the next day, right? Like... <laughs> I don't know. Actually, you annulled I don't that know. marriage. To be honest, I actually don't know. A very sentimental part of me thinks that you get married once and once only, and that's it. And you you try to make that work. No, but you know what, though? A lot of women still think that way. And I feel like a lot of women... I don't know. I feel like it's a good thing, and it's also a bad thing. Like, I feel like... It depends. It depends on the situation yeah. and what's happening. Yeah. So part of me wonders that if I did end up marrying him, I would have given up my career, I guess. And obviously, that's a no-go for you. No, like, I think that's a no-go for me, personally. I, I feel like because there's more to life than just kids. Because eventually, when you get married, you get kids. And, and let's like, hope there's more to life than just marriage. <laughs> definitely. Right? But that's what I mean. That I w- Not so much that there's just my career and that's my whole identity. But it's just, I know that if I had stayed, there would have been a lot more things I would have to give up compared to him. That motherfucker. <laughs> so glad you ditched him. Me too. Yeah. Don't worry, me too. To make the point is that I think that at when you settle, and if you don't notice it, at some point, there'll be a different pressure that you have from settling because you'll realize how unhappy you are. Oh, for sure. And I don't think that settling is the greatest. No, it's not because you're hindering your happiness. I think part of you is happy though. Yeah, no, definitely. I think like settling isn't like a thousand percent bad. Like, I think there's, for sure, I agree. Like, there's definitely part of you that's happy with this person, that you actually really do like and love this person, but there might just be something missing, I yes. think. Yeah. Yes. Like, I and, think that, yeah. sometimes people compromise, and they're like, I can live without that one. Yeah, thing. but can you, though, is, like, the real question, right? Like, it'll, yeah. time will tell, 
And, like, I feel like if your brain logically removes whatever you think you can live without within this person, your feelings will still be there. Like, you'll still feel like, oh, this person's lacking in this way. Like, I feel like that's how I felt when I was, like, with that guy. Even though it was for three months, like, there were lots of things about him that I knew that we just didn't, we just didn't work. Like, there were just communication, like, everything, like, what he, like, his interests and stuff. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we were, we had a lot of fun together. But, like, there was just something missing, and I knew that on the inside. And I feel like even though I was logically able to justify, okay, I can I can deal without it. Like, I can I'll, – I'll be fine without it. But my feelings would always be like, there's – there's it's missing. That thing is missing, and you know it's missing. What are you doing? So back to that story about the snowboarding. Yes. So in my mind, I justify it more that I can be stronger. This is This will make me stronger. I can be independent. I mean, show that mother. Like, <laughs> seriously. Oh, my but God. But at the same time, that also means that I will... He's not the person I'll call when I need help. That's And that's what happened. That's amazing. You won't put him down as an emergency contact. I like that. <laughs> that's amazing. No, but that that is what happened. I realized that after a little while that he wasn't the person I would call. If I needed help, it would not be him. That's an amazing realization, though. That's a really important realization that you won't put your significant other down as an emergency contact. But that's sad. That's sad, and but an amazing realization, though. <laughs> like, when you know something as important as, like, if you get into a fucking car accident, who are you going to call first, CAA or him? CAA, for sure. Like No, but it took me years. Well, better late than never. <laughs> so I'm just glad you dished that man, and we get to talk shit about him now. Uh. <laughs> okay, so let's... Go on to, like, a lighter topic. Okay. So, we see Charlotte and Carrie <laughs> doing yoga together. Okay, by the way, I've never done, like, couples yoga like that, like, with a girlfriend. It seems really fun. and It looked painful. But, yeah, it looked really painful. Like, you stretch that shit out. Like, it was pretty awesome, though. Like, it just seemed like a lot of fun. I don't know. Like, I, I, I need to do this with a girlfriend. Cindy, you down? No. Okay. <laughs> so- <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I like it straight. No, I like you telling I am, me straight up. When I say I'm really uncoordinated, I am also very not flexible. <laughs> I'm just not athletic. Oh at my all. god, can you starfish at least? <laughs> but what the st- what? Star- starfish? Like just I'm showing her how to starfish, guys. <laughs> like I wish you guys could see this right now. There's a video component. I like I have my arms up, but like, can you like? And know, I'm still like, staring at her very blankly. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let me. We'll Google this later. We'll 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 tell you how that conversation goes, guys. Moving on. So Charlotte and Carrie doing yoga, and this is where Charlotte kind of comes out with this <laughs> vibrator situation. She thought that she broke her vagina, number one. Okay, just as a little side note, vaginas are, like, the toughest things in the world. They push out a whole baby. And those things can take a fucking pounding. Okay, let's get real. So, (laughs) and, like, she's joking around basically saying that, can your vibrator get so good that you can't enjoy sex with a man again? And I know you don't have a vibrator, but this is where I want to drop that, like, it actually can be true. Like, you can actually spoil your vagina into getting used to your vibrator so much that you actually can't get off with a real man anymore. That's a little sad. I know, it's a little sad, but, like, there's a way where you could, like... I remember reading about it, that you can actually train your vagina to readjust that. Like, to reset your vagina, so to speak. Okay. Yeah, and, like, basically, like, you just have to, like, go cold turkey on your vibrator for, like... 
as long as it takes for you to get back to normal standards of pleasure. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Okay, but the thing about it is that for women to have sex, it tends to be more than just physical. So I think that there's a yeah. very big difference between having uh, your vibrator and having a guy. Because there is that emotional component. There is The foreplay starts before you even touch the person, right? So I think that there there must be... Wait, wait, wait. Foreplay starts before you touch the person? Really? Yeah, it's it's in the it's in the good morning. It's in the things that the person Okay, because I'm talking about like actual physical foreplay. Oh, okay, so you're sorry. talking about like the men's Okay, got it. Got it. Because women you. are more than just physical. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So like the <laughs> the romancing parts, like yes. the the beginnings, the talk, the language, and then everything else comes after. Okay. Yes. God, I got to get get my mind out of the gutter. <laughs> It's like, wait, what? What kind of formula are you doing? It's like, are you sexting and I don't know about it? Like, I could be. Oh my god! Uh, I was literally just gonna say, show me those texts, but I'm like, no, maybe I don't want to know. That'd be a little TMI. Is it? <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, okay, so everything leading up to actual physical foreplay, yeah. the pre foreplay. Yes, because foreplay. it's it's that emotional connection that you have with that person. Okay. Especially for female. That's a big thing, I think, based on psychology and science. <laughs> you took psychology, didn't you? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I, I, I took psychology more like I'd read books. Ah, got it. Okay, so you're a psychologist. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, okay, so that's, yeah, that I do agree. Like, I have kind of like both in, like experiences where like it was literally just me and a vibrator for like, I'm not going to say how long, but for, like, a long time. And then it would be me and a guy. And, like, I have to admit, yeah, being with an actual physical person is so much more entertaining. It's so much more... Not of course. En- entertaining, like, more fulfilling. But I do like to say, I do want to just highlight again that your vagina can get spoiled with a vibrator. Like, it, like is that what happened to you? No, actually, I've never experienced it myself. But, like, yeah, like, I've also never broke my vagina with a vibrator. So, like, Charlotte's definitely doing some, like, 24-hour crazy shit that, like... <laughs> We don't need to talk about. So moving on, this is where we see Stanford Blatch, which is Carrie's gay best friend. But uh, but I I feel like I've heard her say that he's her gay husband. Just a little side note. There was like a joke from this guy that I met from New York, New York, and he said that like girls who go to gay bars to meet gay guys are called Jennies because like they just want to go to bars and not get hit on by guys, which is totally normal. But then they're also, like, trying to find gay guys to be their best friends. Aww. So I'm like, these girls are apparently called Jennies. I want to hunt for gay, gay best, best friend. friends. But I'm like, I'm a Jessica. So, like, <laughs> I'm looking for two gay best friends. Oh, my gosh. And a gay husband. So, like, cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> Just a little side note. But anyway, um, this is where Stanford admits that he put out an ad. Oh, <laughs> This was so sad. It's so sad. It's so funny. <laughs> this is where he puts out an ad looking for a man. It's just so 90s. This is like the olden day Craigslist. <laughs> and Stanford realizes that even the guys that look like him don't, don't want to be with him. Yeah. And I was like, that's so unfortunate. Like Stanford honestly has like the shittiest like experiences with dating. As, which we will learn about in the later seasons. But, like, I just feel really bad for the guy. Like, he, I feel like he's so sweet. Like, there's no way... I don't know, actually. I can't say that. Because I was just going to say there's no way that Stanford would be so... would be experiencing rejection to the level that he is. But, like, I don't know about the gay world, 
because it's pretty bad as it is in the straight world. <laughs> so I don't know how how much worse it could be in the gay world. The community is a lot smaller. Yeah, it's and a lot smaller. They, smaller. They date each other a lot. Exactly. Like I can see that, and like I can see it being a lot more like shallow and surface. Yeah, it is. And just pure like physical pleasure than actual. A lot commitment. of it is. Yeah, and like. I feel bad for Stanford because he's actually so sweet. And this is where Stanford basically tells Carrie that he's actually, he could, like, he might be up for an inheritance because um, his grandmother apparently has a lot of money and basically drops a coin for every family member that gets married. But this is the catch Stanford's grandmother doesn't believe in gay marriage. So Stanford basically is. Long story short, out of an inheritance. Mm -hmm. And, like, this is where Stanford basically makes a proposal and says to Carrie that maybe they should just get married so he could get an inheritance. And then he'll, I guess, like, influence her or tell her that she can cheat and have sex with other men. And, like, it'd be a perfect relationship. And so this is where we want to highlight this is another level of settling (laughs) for Stanford. That, like... Oh, it's so sad, It's though. so sad, though, and so hilarious for me, too, because he literally is really thinking about it, like, actually thinking that oh, this might be a thing. And this is, like, another level of settling that's pitched to Carrie, and Carrie's actually, like, kind of making it a joke and, like, thinks that Stanford's not being serious and, like, there's no way this could happen. But it's almost like the more Carrie thought about it, the more it could have been a possibility. <laughs> And I was like, can you imagine, like, an alternate ending for Sex in the City where, like, <laughs> Stanford and, and Carrie gets married? I feel like that sh- this should be, like, another show. I feel like it would offend a lot of people. I feel like it would offend a lot of people, too, but I feel like it's something that would actually happen. Yes, definitely. Yeah, see? There's a lot of people that did get married. It wasn't as accepted to be gay. So they do get married, they do have children, and they do pretend to be straight. Yeah, so, like, can you imagine, like, doing it this way again and then, like, just... Being a, like having Stanford be a closeted gay, and then they're allowed to cheat on each other just for an inheritance money. Like that money better be a hell of a lot. Better be in the millions. <laughs> billions. Billions. That. <laughs> That's like it's just, like for Cindy, millions is settling, and billions is not. <laughs> it's so much effort. It is. Millions is just not gonna cut it. Yeah, it's like a lot of work. It really is. Like you gotta you gotta basically be a lifetime beard. <laughs> like. So moving on. So this is where we cut cut into Charlotte basically ditching Miranda <laughs> and Carrie again because she is addicted to her rabbit. And may I remind you, the rabbit is the vibrator. So literally, I you know, I have never done something like this before where, like, I, I actually have to applaud Carrie and Miranda having balls the way that they do or having vaginas the way, the way <laughs> that they do. Literally just barge into, like, Charlotte's apartment and just be like, where is it? Where is the fucking vibrator? Give it back to us. Like, you obviously can't handle it. I'm just well, like, girlfriends, they do that. I guess, yeah. I've never actually stolen something from them and be like, no, you can't have this. I'm sure you've had, like, an intervention with someone when they are going down the wrong path. Yeah, maybe, like, I've had, like, a really deep conversation with a girlfriend about, like, the guy that they're dating. Would that count? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, I feel like it was just so hilarious how, like, they found Charlotte's rabbit vibrator by her rabbit, rabbit. doll. Yes. I Like, that is so something Charlotte would do. And I'm just <laughs> like, girl, come on. This is where, like, 
Charlotte says she would rather stay home with a rabbit than deal with men. And I think this is, like, another level of, like, settling <laughs> that Charlotte's experiencing, which is, like, I'd rather just be at home with a dildo instead of deal with real men with penises. And I'm, like, that is, like, the ultimate, like, low, like, settling, I think. Like, that was, like, really hilarious for me. I'm just, like, that is, like, the realest moment. I actually have never... But she also broke her vagina. Let's remember that. That's true. She did break, break her vagina, as she claimed. But, like, that's crazy. Like, I have never, ever, like... I mean, I'm sure you've obviously flopped on your friends before. Because I know I have. I've had to cancel plans because I got sick. Usually it's it's like a stomach thing. Yeah. Okay, so you're obviously the most honest person ever. I am not. And like, <laughs> I have canceled plans just because I just don't feel like going out. I definitely understand Charlotte's mentality where she's like, I'd rather just stay home. There have been literal events that my girlfriends would go to and they would invite me and I'm just like, I just don't want to deal with the crowds. Like, I just don't want to... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just don't want to be around people right now. I just want to be at home on my couch in my sweatpants. That's what I'm realizing. As I get older, I actually like having more one-on-one time. It's less so that I am meeting up with groups of people, but more so with just one or two and we're just getting food or getting coffee or something like that. Yeah, like something more chill, like a chill yes. hangout. And a you bit. get like more intimate. Even like one or two girlfriends, maybe three at the most. But any more than like five, I'm like, this is officially becoming a party and I don't <laughs> like it. Like It's too many people. I can't do Yeah, that. like I got to figure out food for y'all. I got to figure out like who's driving who because not all of my girlfriends drive. I'm just like, these bitches. <laughs> like you guys are such like baggage for me <laughs> sorry i love you guys but like moving on so <laughs> get driver's license yeah drive please yeah that's basically what i'm trying to say be independent <laughs> but okay so moving on um we cut back into samantha and her progress with turtle and unfortunately samantha realizes that she has made no progress with turtle no she has for his looks, maybe, but like, but that's the thing. Turtles is still turtle. She yeah, can't so change. You can get the turtle out of the shell, but like, it will still be a turtle. Yes, the, the shell's a little shinier, but it's still a turtle. Exactly. You can, yeah. Maybe that's even more appropriate. You can polish the shell, but it'd still be a turtle shell. So, hence, where Samantha realizes, okay, like you're still the same guy. Like I can give you a million facials. I can dress you in the nicest leather jacket, the most beautiful helmet laying outfit, but you're still just going to be a turtle. So this is where she had like her aha moment and just realized, I actually can't settle for this guy. Like no matter what I do, like the conversation title, like topics are just going to be about portobello mushrooms. (laughs) This is where Samantha kind of walks out and just says, I'll call you, which she never will call because it's basically over. (laughs) And like, I love how like turtle knows he just, like, goes to the next lady, and she ba- he basically is like, okay, this is done, unfortunately. Next one. Do you like my shirt? My ex-girlfriend bought it for me. And I'm just like, that is so, like... That's the same line he used on Sam. I know, I know. I was just like, Turtle, like, come on, really? Like, you're still the same guy from, like, 20 minutes ago into this, into this episode. So Sam tried. I give her an F for effort, but you just can't. Like, not with a turtle. So, moving on. Stanford. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Like, the king of settling right now. Basically, badgers carry into meeting his grandmother. And long story short, like, his grandmother gives no fucks. Like, <laughs> she's, like, the most badass Chanel suit-wearing woman ever. 
She calls him a fucking fruit. And I was like, oh my god. Okay, so for those of you who don't know what the word fruit means, I had to look it up in Urban Dictionary just to get, like, an eloquent response. <laughs> and I don't even know if it's, like, I'm sorry if this is offensive, but this is, like, the first, like, description that comes up on Urban Dictionary. And it says, and I quote, someone who is a flaming, flamboyant homosexual. I feel like it's, like, one way of calling someone a dragon fruit. Huh? Like a flaming, flamboyant homosexual? Oh. Is okay. that not, like, a diss? Like, it's, like, I almost want to say that it's, like, one of those derogatory 90s gay terms or gay slurs. To call someone a fruit? To call someone a fruit, meaning that they're gay. Mm. I remember my friend used to call his friends flaming. If someone was very flamboyant, he was flaming. That was the term he used. But as a compliment? I don't know if it was a compliment or not. That's the term he used. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's gay. Oh, okay, okay. He was gay and that's Okay, so gay men can... Okay, gay men can say whatever the fuck they want about their fellow gays, but like... We as straight women obviously cannot. It's just so like... Okay, let's put it this way. I have the worst gaydar ever. I have... I <laughs> you have, have a lot of bad things. Like, <laughs> I'm not coordinated. I'm, I'm not, not flexible. I'm just not a functioning... I have a shitty gaydar. Like, I've had a crush on a gay guy before when I was... Like, oh my god! Young. Yeah. Tell us about it right now. No, I was in high school and I had a crush on this guy. He was really, really nice. But was he was he an outed gay? Or was he, he a closeted was gay? not... He was not. He was so not he was. Him. So he was a closeted gay. So he probably wasn't even. He didn't even know that he was gay. No, he knew. He just had. He was. It hadn't been announced to the world. So I didn't know. But apparently, a lot of people knew felt that he was gay. Felt thought, that, yeah. Okay. So their gaydar was working. Mine was not. And then he had to tell me that, sweetie, no, I'm gay. You're. You, I don't bat for your team. Well, he did say it in that way, but he was really nice about it. Oh, he's such a sweetie. He's a sweetheart. Oh my god, no wonder you fell for him. <laughs> Just to continue off with like Stanford's grandma. Like this is where she calls him a fruit, and Carrie just basically realizes that she's it's not gonna happen. Like she's calling him out on his on his like fluke, and he's never gonna get a fucking penny from her. Well, the question was if she, uh, she wanted a family. Oh yeah, that's why. So his grandma was, I think, trying to look out for Carrie-ish, telling her that that's not going to happen, essentially. Yeah, this settling tactic is not going to work out, clearly. So moving on with Carrie's life. And this is where she's having, I guess, not even dinner yet. Like, they're just kind of making, they're cooking in Big's kitchen. And this is where she drops it on Big and says, look, I do want to get married someday. And Big says that it's about the timing. And he's still talking about, like, I think, like, after she says that, he takes, like, a second. He's like... Oh shit! Like I could, he, I could, I could see him say "Oh shit," even though he didn't say it. And like he's literally like, "Oh god!" Like, can we not talk about this right now? Like, I just want to focus on this sauce that I'm making. <laughs> and he plays it off where he's saying like, "Oh, it's all about the timing. You have to put the garlic in first, and then the onions after, or something." Yeah, and then thinks that they're just having fun. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. And like in the previous episode, like. I find that Carrie always has to make these grand gestures to make Big get the point of, like, what she wants from him. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Big is just so fucking dense. <laughs> like, he's just such a big, dense guy. Like, I feel like he's, he's such a guy. Exactly. He's just such a guy. But, like, he's, like, extra dense. Like, he's just fucking stupid sometimes I almost want to call him. Because, like, you know, like, Carrie obviously, obviously is in love with him at this point. Even in the first season. And it's crazy how, like... Big doesn't pick up on that or doesn't, like, know how to act. 
even with his age. I think that it well, age aside, I think he just <clears throat> doesn't know what he wants. First of all, from Carrie. True. Okay. Yeah, I'll give him that. So uh, how <laughs> does he doesn't if he doesn't know what he wants from this whole thing? He's not going to know how to react when she wants so much from him. Yeah, it's just it's just so sad because like. They both clearly really like each other. Like, Carrie, obviously, more so than Big in this first season, I think. It's, with, like, it's like her comment, um, bro, marrying someone that loves you. Yeah, more. exactly. Exactly. And, like, this is, like, roles reverse where Carrie's the one that likes him more. Likes him more. But, like, yeah, like, like I said, like, Carrie is obviously the one that has to make these grand gestures to make Big get it. And how she just straight up drops, like, I want to get married. Even if it's not going to happen now or even it's not going to happen 10 years or something, like, it just has to be an option, which is where I basically wanted to highlight that most women do still want the option, even if it's not something that will happen. And this is where Carrie kind of closes off and says, live in the moment and not to worry about the future. Do you believe in that kind of a quote? Do you live by that? What do you think? It's very hard to live in the moment. I think so, too. If you've ever tried, it's actually very, very hard to live in the moment. I think so, too. I think all of us live in the past. I feel like I'm 50-50. I feel like I live in the past for five minutes, and then I live in the future because I start worrying about the future. (laughs) So, like, it's, like, five minutes of in the past, and then one second of in the present, and then, like, 30 hours for the future. (laughs) And then, like, I start freaking out. So, it's, like, that's what's, like, but then I feel like for any kind of 20-something right now, even for a woman, I feel like... You do start worrying about like, oh, what's next? Like, what's happening tomorrow? What am I doing tomorrow? Even like, am I? That's true. Yeah. Right. But what am I going to wear to work tomorrow? Like, to live in the present is very, very difficult. It really is. And like, she was quoting someone when she was saying this. Her yoga teacher, or the Zen teacher, something. like Yeah, that. some Zen class, and like he died penniless and single, and I'm just like, God. Alrighty, so we're coming to the end of this episode. Went through a lot of important points. There you have it. Thank you for getting carried away with us. If you like what you heard, then feel free to tune in again next week for our next episode. And if you have any stories or thoughts about today's episode or anything you would like to add that we've highlighted in our chat, then please feel free to comment or drop us a DM to let us know your thoughts. Don't forget to like and subscribe and find us on Instagram at The Carried Away or like us on Facebook at Getting Carried Away, the podcast, and we'll talk soon. Bye!